Welcome to another episode of Daily Gym. The other day I got asked a question, should we do market research? And the person who asked it to me meant it in a traditional sense of gathering a panel group or doing one-on-one -on -one interviews or conducting a survey to try and understand the, the wishes and the needs of a certain target demographic. And from there, come up with a service or product that would meet those needs and then sell them, sell it to them afterwards. But when I, of course, there's nothing wrong with that kind of approach. But when I think about the tools and technology we have available at this day and age, I feel it's such a waste if we're only doing market research and we're not trying to sell at the same time. Because when you think about it, it's easy for people to give you their opinion or their feedback or to commit in a certain way. But once you actually get a financial transaction going on, you know that you can turn an idea into an actual business. Of course, scalability or so is a question that can come later on. But at least when somebody pays you money for an idea, you know that there's some, there's some potential there to turn it into a business. For example, if we look at the game industry, in the last decade or so, games were being released at earlier and earlier stages in what is called early access or open or closed beta. What that meant was that traditionally games would be completed 100%, after which they would be, would be sent to the market and being sold there. So all the upfront costs were being borne by the, by the developers. But as games were being released at earlier stages, at maybe 50, 60, 70% completion, they essentially released their minimum viable product with all the core features intact and had at an earlier stage could test the product. This meant two things. On one side, the costs that they incurred were lower because they could release at an earlier stage. And the second is that they could test the market to see if people were willing to spend a smaller amount than the 100% completed game, but at least seeing if there's a market demand out there and from there and from there start getting feedback from players as well an additional benefit it creates there is that players start feeling that they're part owner of the game as their data but also their feedback is incorporated into the ultimately completed game so those remaining 30 40 50 percent development of the game the players have a say in it as well if we look at other industries you can of course think that crowdfunding is another example of doing sales and market research at the same time. Because oftentimes the, the organizations that do that don't have the money up front to actually make a prototype. So they're getting a response from the market if people are willing to commit money to this idea that they have, after which the company goes out to develop it and then sell and then sends it to people who are already pre-committed to it. In another way, if a company has an idea that, that is an online service or online product, they can very easily using, using services like WooCommerce on, on um, on WordPress or Shopify or even ClickFunnels to quickly set up a landing page. And then from there, maybe use Facebook or Instagram advertising or simply use organic reach with SEO or other ways to try and push that landing page out there and see if people see what the conversion rates would be like. And if in general, people would actually buy something from those landing pages. And from there, you can start and optimize more and more. When I think about it in a startup context, startups in general are losing money on a daily basis. They're bleeding money. So essentially, only doing market research and after that go to the sales process doesn't really make much sense. Even if you're a bigger corporation and you have a reputation to uphold, doesn't it make much more sense if you're doing experimentation at the same time with new products? There's this book called Innovator's Dilemma by Clayton Christensen, where he goes into depth about the incumbent or the bigger corporation that has a very good product going on and that wants to protect that, that position, but that ultimately newer companies will come in by by challenging the position with new products or services that they offer, and that the incumbent can only survive if they, if they manage that radical innovation with the incremental innovation at the same time. I guess the key takeaway I'm trying to convey to everybody is that rather than doing market research and following it up with sales, doing that incremental innovation, 
it makes much more sense to do things in parallel and make it a cycle that gives you feedback over time with, and that's a process that you try to optimize over time. That's all I have to say for today. I'll be back with another video tomorrow. So have a nice day today, everybody.